0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to Scaling DevTools, the show that investigates how DevTools go from zero to one. I'm joined today by Wesley Faulkner, the senior community manager at AWS. I'm laughing because we've done this about three times because we had some recording issues. Wesley is also the co-host of Community Pulse and has previously worked with Single Store, AMD and Atlassian. I specifically saw some amazing tweets that Wesley had had and knew we had to get Wesley on the show to hear what his thoughts were on this. Wesley tweeted about higher order thinking and how you have to understand that developers are higher order thinkers if you're going to succeed in building tools that are popular for developers. Wesley, thanks so much for joining. Would you be able to tell us a little bit more about this tweet?
1: Yes. It's like I sent it out on a Saturday and I was actually, I was trying to do my taxes and I really hate doing taxes. And so this was a (laughs) distraction. And I've been noodling on an idea that I was working through with conversations I've had on two different streams. One was a really good friend of mine. We were talking about where's DevRel going? We're moving towards the same trajectory of when I used to do social media management. So we went from people who were just very philosophical in terms of their approach and those people who had a philosophy were told to kind of like put it in print, how do you do this thing? And so it got distilled down from higher order, like grand idea thinking to tactics and steps to actually do the execution. And then from the other direction, someone who's brand new to DevRel, they were told basically to enact a strategy and kind of sell it up about what steps they'll do to actually make a successful community in DevRel. And so this person was really struggling, like how do I broach this idea? How do I explain DevRel to them? Even though I'm hired to do this, I'm the only person doing it, how do I actually convince them this is the right approach? And so those two storms kind of merged together And came out in this tweet about how, when developers are out there developing, working eight hours a day, minimum, basically to solve problems, to expand existing code, to come up with approach from an infrastructure perspective about how they actually are going to deploy some of these things that they're thinking of, maintaining it, managing it, observing it, growing it, all that stuff. It takes kind of a a type of thought process that not just is a single issue, but a multifaceted prism of different ideas when you're trying to push it out there. About scaling it, about the users, about user experience, how the data is going to be stored, compliance. There's so many different layers to solving an issue. And a problem you don't want to be in a place where your mind is thinking about so many other things that are super kind of basic like can i feed myself do i have shelter do i feel loved do i feel accepted there's a lot of things that if you don't have some of those lower lower order needs taken care of it really impairs your higher order thinking and when you get to the point when you can understand the bigger picture you understand the landscape of the human existence you're able to then kind of like focus on really reaching to the people who are going to be using the software rather than your own self of being taken care of and so when you're relating to developers you have to have that higher order thinking in order to meet them where they are so if you are talking to someone and you're trying to give them a 25 dollars amazon gift card If they're a higher order thinker, they could just like, eh, I could take it or leave it, or that's not super attractive to me. But if you talk to them about how they could feel more loved, if they could feel more accepted, if they could work better with their colleagues, if they can be more of an individual amongst groups to the point where they can feel like they can bring their whole self to work, for instance, like those things kind of reach towards the higher order thinking And of course, there's all the things around it about having them do their job better, having them be able to make cleaner code, faster code, be more efficient. Those are all things that also meet the higher order thinking, but it's not just that. It's just being able to see the same issues from an empathetic point of view so that you can reach them so that you're really talking to the thing that's taking up most of their headspace most of the time, rather than the thing that is almost settled in their life in terms of taking things they are, t- are taken care of. So that's kind of like the quick overview of like the Twitter thread, how it came about and why I thought it was important because it speaks to not just the person that is just now getting started in DevRel, but the person who is struggling to explain DevRel to those who really don't know how to actually have a construct of what to think about it.
0: And when you think of examples of this, In terms of what does work and what doesn't work, are there any that spring to mind in higher order thinking versus a lower order marketing campaign? I
1: think when you're thinking a little bit more higher order, you're thinking of multiple steps and multiple engagements where it's not a one and done and transactional. As you move higher, it's more relationship driven. So if you want someone to buy your product, you don't go to them and say, buy my product. You might want to talk to them saying, what are your needs? What are you struggling with? And it may take a couple of hops to be able to refine your message to figure out where they are and what you're giving them. And then the Venn diagram over the overlap. I remember one role that I had where we were trying to do, I think, a Black Friday giveaway, some sort of sale. And my manager at the time told me to go to all these different forums and just copy and paste it to these different groups that we had no relationship No prior communication with and just basically spam these groups. That sort of thing doesn't work. And one of the things that I was also saying in that thread is that it does negative work. Like it'll make people hate your brand or actually not even consider you in the future because of that first impression of a negative exchange where it was very unidirectional. So that was one of the things that. Really turned off a lot of the users at that time. But one of the other things that I've done in the past that resonated with users is that we had t-shirts, t-shirt giveaways are just almost like one of the mill, but we hired a cartoon artist, paid them on an hourly rate, and then we customized them, all of the t-shirts with the pictures of either themselves or their kids or their family onto the shirts so that. It wasn't something they just got through in a bag and never pulled out or wore. It made it something that they were proud of wearing because it didn't just represent the company, it represented them, which is one of the higher order thinking things that you can do where you can find out how it really speaks to them by incorporating a bit of their needs and a bit of their wants and the things that they're proud of, and then entangling that with what you're trying to do. So it was minimal in terms of our cost. I think we paid the artist 200 bucks an hour. Uh, which was really good rate that they usually didn't get, but also it allowed us to not only have the marketing effect of having a personalized experience for the users, but it actually made a little bit of a line, which made a little of a spectacle, which made it like a rarity of like, oh, I want one of those things as well. And so it was one of those things that was wildly successful. That's, But that's more marketing rather than message driven but that's an example of where when I say higher order thinking, some people might think that it means that you have to pay way more money or spend way more time. But it could be just just changing your approach when you're just talking to someone.
0: There's a really interesting examples. And it ties into what you told me in a previous conversation where you talked about how from the outside, you see outputs that companies do, but mm-hmm. this is not necessarily a lot of the invisible work that goes on to understand those higher order needs isn't seen. And you said that sometimes companies try to just copy what others are doing and expect the same results.
1: Exactly. There is customization that happens with the delivery of this and not just the delivery. If someone is giving away a Nintendo Switch and that goes wildly successful, a company B might see that and just like, oh, we'll just give away a Nintendo Switch but they may not see about the packaging or the previous polls that they did about what is the most popular thing that their user base might want. Or maybe previously they also had like a downloadable skin or game or something like that. Or they had a previous campaign that was kind of like Switch-like. And this was maybe something that was building upon something they did previously. So when you sample other people's work, you, you can't just necessarily expect the same type of result if you didn't do the same kind of sweat equity that your competitors did.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think for me, what's what I'm taking away is that that you need to do a lot of work to really understand what your audience care about, the what your ideal customers care about.
1: Yes, and you have to care. And some of that caring is upfront, some of it's during and some of it's after, where the length of the engagement, like I mentioned before, the example of the forums, some of that matters. You have to keep showing up. If you don't set that track record and create that trust between this is what we want to do, this is what we're doing, how did the thing that we did go, that's also part of the process of executing consistently and caring and reacting and adapting to the people that you're trying to service.
0: Another thing that I think ties in really well, I'd love to kind of hear what your thoughts are about developers wanting to understand how things work. Yes.
1: So developers will come into a system that's either brand new or also if it's not brand new, they need to maintain code that they possibly have never seen before. And in order to approach that, you have to have a certain type of thinking of what is this code block supposed to be doing? What does it need to talk to in order to be effective? like what variables are input and where does it need to send that in terms of the output? And then taking that apart, shoving new things into it and then putting it out there into the world. So if you're doing this day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, weeks after weeks, months after months, years after years, you're kind of training your brain to kind of see things and take it apart. And so when you approach that as your job, as the main part of your job, That becomes your standard. That becomes your standard operating procedure of how you approach things. And so when you see marketing materials or an approach where they say, we're the best at this, or we're the fastest at this, you're kind of like, how are you faster? How are you the best? What are you measuring it by? What is the approach there? So all of those things, kind of this way of thinking infects the way that you kind of approach, not just your standard work life, but then your home life, your personal life. And of course, when you're watching ads, when you're watching trailers, you're trying to figure out, oh, is that the villain? Or I wonder if that's from that comic. Or I recognize how that's being approached because they're probably going to try to use this to feed in other characters. Like you really aren't just taking things at its face, but you're really drawing the lines backwards and forwards to see how everything interconnects.
0: And you had a good analogy with a potion that makes you taller.
1: <laughs> yes. Like if someone was selling you a potion that makes you taller, you're probably wondering, does it stretch out your bones? Does you make your foot thicker so that you're kind of like on platforms? You kind of want to know how the thing works instead of just saying, oh yeah, it makes you taller. I don't care how it works. Maybe it makes my hair grow f- faster. I don't know. How things work is important when you're trying to be a- approached, especially with something that's making a claim that feels on its face
0: Pretty substantial. And Wesley, when it comes to higher order thinking and understanding your audience, investing in the long term, some of it feels like it might have a slower payoff. How do we justify this kind of investment, especially if we're a startup that needs users or signups really quickly? Yes,
1: that ties into the higher order thinking as from the perspective of the startup. If they are on the bottom rung where they need to feed themselves, they need to close themselves, they need to make sure that they make a name for themselves in order to get that next round of investment, in order to get more users to show that what they're doing is grabbing hold, they need that stuff pretty immediately. And the question is like, can you do a lot of these long-term bets and then at the same time try to get some of these short-term payoffs? And the answer is you can do both. When you are creating content that is appealing to the higher order thinking, you can do that in stages. For instance, if I give a talk about working with teams more efficiently, or how D and I can really impact belonging in a team for team efficiency. Those talks, given those on a stage. Once probably impacts way more people because it is more relevant to way more people than talking about how to deploy your .NET application for some SaaS base, like enterprise customer base. So those are two different things for two different audiences. But what you can do is, if you do the establishing wider order things, you can build on those by saying, okay, this is how. We took this philosophy of including inclusion and belonging, and this is how we built this example. And here's the code base. And then you can show, okay, now this is a way that you can use this to help make you more efficient or use this to save time in your deployments, or depending on your niche, This is how you can not do the thing what we're doing, but take the same kind of tools to kind of create your own solution. So the philosophy is establishment stickiness layer that when I was talking about the multiple hops, this is one of the things that it is necessary to do, but it doesn't mean that the payoff necessarily has to wait to the end. I've given talks where people have come up to me and said, I've never heard of this company that you work for, but I tell you what, I'm going to visit them afterwards. And so the thinking is that you're doing when you do one you're doing one or the other but you can do both simultaneously just from different ways in terms of the way that the conversion works. You might not say like sign up for the trial and have that measured, but I can tell you sometimes that I've given talks that directly relates to trial bumps but you might not see them click a link or understand all of that. That's why you see like names on lanyards but there's no link on it. The awareness factor is part of the the kind of decision criteria that may not be obvious to other people. One of the questions that I got when I did the thread is like, okay, well, I don't think conferences are good places for me to make decisions on what products to buy. But the question is then what is? So you're gonna talk to a friend possibly, and your friend might say whether they've used it or not, whether or not it solved their problem or not, that person may give specific examples, but I bet you've talked to other people about products. you are like, yeah, I like it. And that's basically the feedback you get. It seems to work, or it gives me a delightful experience. And those residual feelings are built off of those talks. And even if you're talking to someone who's just barely heard of this thing, they see, they could say, oh, I hear good things. I hear good things. What is the saying? Like some people may not remember what you've told them, but they will remember how you made them feel. And that's the kind of thing that you should try to strive for is to make sure that you really appeal to and show that you care for the people that you're trying to service.
0: I think that's a really good note to end on. Thank you so much, Wesley. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure. Where can people learn more about what you've got to say?
1: Well, you mentioned the Community Pulse podcast, so if you go to communitypulse.io, you can find me and several other co-hosts there who are amazing, one of which I think was on a previous show, and an ex-co-host, sad, drip, drip. And then there is Twitter. You can find me, Wesley83, on Twitter, and linked on my bio there, you can find my Polywork account, where I kind of like list all the things, all my appearances there. So if you're interested in my perspective, just in general, you can find all my work
0: there. Thanks so much, Wesley, and thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you again very soon.